Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2011's Young Adult, directed by Jason Reitman and starring Charlize Theron and Patton Oswalt. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Uh, there was a documentary about the actor Dick Miller called That Guy Dick Miller. And um, it was streaming for free on Tubi, so I decided to check it out. Okay. And I went into it kind of going, oh, man, you know, do I really want to do this? And Because it's Tubi or? Well, th- th- no. Okay, wait, there's that. There's that okay. factor. But also because I was <laughs> like, I've seen a lot of kind of sort of um, modestly produced documentaries yeah. about tertiary, you know, or just kind of, I don't know, less than famous people. And, yeah. and they always come off as a little cheap. And this one didn't. Cool. Um, it was very good. It was really well produced. And Dick Miller turned out to be a really fascinating uh, bio uh, biography, sorry, yeah. documentary subject. Um, and he was very uh, just like kind of good natured about his place in film history. Mm-hmm. And he he knows what he is. And he like he actually is a little bit doesn't even give himself enough credit, though, for being a really good actor, someone who's been in hundreds of films and has had like even if he feels that he's like. Uh, kind of a, uh, I don't know, an unimportant presence in in movie history. He kind of is because he's like spans. I mean, his career yeah. has spanned six decades, right? And uh, and you've seen him a million times, even if you can't remember what his name is. Yep. Like it's just like there's Dick Miller again, you know? And yeah. and it's, it's it, it was <laughs> it was great to see that that he is like uh, like he's happy with his place in life, and it it was cool to know that that like uh, like we don't have that kind of face anymore in movies. And yeah, it's just cool to see. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, did you get ads on Tubi? <laughs> yes, yes, you did. And, Tubi's fine, everybody, and, and it's and it's good because yeah. like like they're they're way better than Pluto as far as the ads go. Because like okay. sometimes it'll be like you know twenty minutes where there's no ads, and then it, it warns you that yeah. ads are coming, uh-huh. and you kind of like prepare yourself for it. Okay, I'm gonna see this QT right. commercial yeah. for you know fine whatever. <laughs> you know? We need to do a special on uh, streaming services. Yes, that would be a good topic. Absolutely, we've been talking about doing a little bit of side content like that people that'd be get awesome. ready everybody because we're, we're we got something in the hopper oh, yeah, we're right working now. on something else we'll make an announcement soon yeah so. um i caught i've been on a netflix series binge lately so last week i talked about uh midnight mass which i wasn't too high on but this one i am it's the queen's gambit i caught that finally oh yes so um yes. if anyone out there doesn't know it kind of took the world by storm when it came out but it's about an orphan girl who becomes uh, a chess prodigy and it follows her life from like a young age, like a child, like a seven-year-old till adulthood and kind of all the trials and tribulations she goes through with that, being an orphan, being adopted, being a woman in the 60s and what comes with that. You right. Know, you know, you see her grow as a person and uh, it's about like the gender norms that come with it. And uh, there's even like Cold War intrigue and all this stuff. So nice. it's a pretty awesome uh, short on Netflix, I guess, series. I don't know what you call it now. A limited, a limited, s- series. limited series. Limited series. Yes. yes. It's like a Mountain Dew flavor. You know? it's a <laughs> limited series. Yeah, that's right. But uh, dude, like Anya Taylor-Joy is just phenomenal in this as Beth, whatever her last name is. I uh-huh. don't remember. <laughs> right. uh, man, it, it is so good. And I've never seen chess be more riveting than in this <laughs> limited series. All right. I like chess a lot. Yeah. And chess is cool and in movies they usually portray it pretty awesomely but i mean it is just so exciting in this movie mm-hmm. in this limited series <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it dave i have not yet oh, seen okay, it. well no. you should check it out. i think you'd quite enjoy it okay very yeah. well so um 
everybody else check it out too i i loved it it was great cool um so now let's talk about young adult dave why don't you give everyone a synopsis uh sure um so this is uh jason reitman and diablo cody's uh sometimes comedic but sometimes frightening examination of mental illness uh through the lens of arrested adolescence and how it drives people to some pretty reckless behavior Uh, The main character is a YA fiction writer named Mavis who finds out her ex-boyfriend is married and has a newborn daughter, and she decides that this is the perfect moment for her to try and win him back. Um, It's... She also runs across a former classmate who tries like hell to talk her out of it, but she defies him at every turn. So let's go. Oh, my God, Dave. That might be the best synopsis I've ever heard you Well, thanks, give. man. I like, appreciate it. <laughs> not that anyone you give is bad. Everyone you give is like world class, but this is... <laughs> I was like cringing hearing you say this stuff oh, man. because like <laughs> I know what happens in the movie and yeah. it is definitely cringeworthy. Half of it is making you wiggle in your seat. I think like almost like from <laughs> the first five minutes. Yeah, I mean, dude. you're just kind of like, are you serious, lady? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, she just, I mean, she makes a lot of wrong turns and just, oh my God, yeah. what you described just, why would pe- someone try to do this? All right, I'm going to go win back my high school sweetheart and ruin his life because it'll be good for him and me. What the? Dude. I know. It's unreasonable. I, I'm glad I, you I, said it was mental illness because it is a mental <laughs> yes. illness. Like, not a, not even a joke. Like, she, no. she has mental illness. She's very troubled. Yes. And, like, and the, the, the title is a play on words, of course, too. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously young adult is just a known genre in fiction. But she is also a young adult because she's in her 30s. And also is, like... uh she is essentially someone who never grew up, too. Right. You you say the term, like, man-child all the time, kind yeah. of referring to these kind of people. She, she is a child person, man. She yep. is stuck in high school. Right. Mentally. And she still considers herself, you know, like, she was a popular kid in school, so, like, that has just stuck right. with her into adult like years. A, she was a mean girl, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Mean girl, popular slut. Yep. That's, that's who she was. And she thinks that that status, like, kind of... Uh, carried over into her adult life there's yeah. a lot of people who think that about themselves they and it's do. really disturbing it is and i th- i think that's a big reason why it is so cringeworthy like you see her doing these things and you're like man there are, i've i know people like this i know oh yeah it's tough and like her mm-hmm. the, the protagonist of her of the series that she writes uh crystal um yeah. is like essentially just all of the worst aspects of yeah. of her. She's like a surrogate. Right. Like she just writes herself into this like YA novel. And that's kind of a through line through the movie. Yes. You know, that's kind of the narrator taking us through. She's writing the final book in this series. Right. That she's in denial about that is like over. Yeah. Like no one gives a fuck about this book series anymore. And there's like this is like the hundred and seventy eighth volume of the story. What the I heck? Mean, this is crazy. I know. But like Sweet Valley High has even more than that. So I, it is totally plausible. I guess, yeah. You Babysitter's know? Club. Sure. Goosebumps went on for two. Oh, yeah, like exactly. Everyone. <laughs> that, dude, I mean, I was at a thrift store one day and I saw like, I mean, at least 500 Animorphs books. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just like, yeah. And Choose Your Own Adventure. It all There's it all not makes enough sense. animals for that. No, like, there's, I know. Exactly. Yes. They're like getting down into subspecies. Like, yes. Like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the red crested warbler. Like, <laughs> I know, what? I know. <laughs> What kind of adventure could that creature get into? But here we are. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's going to try to win back its high school sweetheart. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like chirping along. And in a, a hedgehog bar. that looks like Patton Oswald is going to try to talk her out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, the, the movie kicks off <laughs> where um, she wakes up hungover, which is 
probably a daily occurrence for her. Yes. And she's in her apartment. It's a mess, which is, I mean, that's how she is inside. And it's reflecting on the outside all around her. And I mean, she's even feeding her dog like dog food, and there's just like empty dog food cans like laying around. And I know because it's it's, like, it's like in that fancy feast, like yeah, like the little plastic. It looks yeah. like a, a yogurt you're opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's like like spent uh, like like containers of it around where the dog usually just eats. on the deck, like out. Like, yeah, what I a know. slob. I know, dude. Yeah, and no matter if she's awake or sleeping. There's always reality TV in the background too. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It, which is it's so telling. You the know, the most base trash. Yes, reality TV. This is like what what David Zaslav wants the world to look like is is what she's always it, watching. It's perfect because that kind of shit is so superficial. I know. and surface level, and yeah. that's exactly how she is. It's empty calories and yeah. st- stuff that you can literally have on as wallpaper. And yeah, she it just doesn't doesn't ask anything of you. And, right. and yeah, if it's just ever present like that, you're right. She, she just traffics in nothing but the most surface level stuff. It and, is. and I, and it's crazy because she's technically an artist, you know? Right. I mean, she's she, she writing has, for a huge book series. Yes. And she probably, I guess, sticks with this, this series because, you know, it's, it's easy money. Um, and yeah, it's not the most, <laughs> uh, it's not Shakespeare she's no, writing. Exactly. Folks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's 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 pretty it's pretty uh like it's and a, I mean, it's uh, more than I did. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll say that. I mean I've never written a young oh, adult yeah, series. Oh yeah, I haven't either. You know? I mean, I, yeah, right. But it's but it's at least obviously. I feel like, like I said, could write this. I, I think yeah. I'd be capable of it. Um, yeah. it. it'd probably not come easily to me, but once I get going, I'm sure I could pull it off. I th- I think my body would be like, Why are you doing this? This is garbage. <laughs> I know, right. I'm contributing to like I, I'm <laughs> I'm not giving the world anything great here. No, it's it's just factory produced yeah. YA nonsense. And it's on like some Twilight level she number one hundred seventy six. I know. Oh, exactly. That's I what mean, she's it, writing. And I mean, like, a, 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 I think that that's kind of like the most insidious part of, of these kinds of series. And I've read a ton of them. We both read yeah, off all the all ones we read. <laughs> um, but the the I think what what sucks about those is that like how the story really does never end. And yeah. um, like that 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 shows like that kind of. There's no tension there because I mean, like, if you know that the character is going to make it, then then why am I here? Exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So <laughs> she's in a hangover <laughs> at her yeah. apartment, and she gets an email. Is it from Buddy or is it from Beth? I think it's from I th- Beth. Right? I, I I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember who the but, sender was. So Buddy is our old high school boyfriend we've been talking about, and Beth is his wife. Yes. And they just had their baby girl. And she gets an email with like an invite to a baby shower or something. I don't remember what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's like a ma- It's something that went to like everybody in their uh, yeah, address it, book. Yeah, it wasn't like specifically sent to her. No, he probably still had her email address from ten years ago, yep. and it went to her. And, and she reads into it like I know. he's trying to tell me like fuck you like I know look rub it in my face. And she has a <laughs> mixtape that he made for her back in like presumably like right after or during high school yeah and yeah and this this movie features a very cultivated playlist um yes and uh, and soundtrack and it's kind of aggressive about it too which which i appreciate yeah. um you know it really expects you to be familiar with teenage fan club and it doesn't really connect the dots <laughs> for you <laughs> i like it it's it's great and pat noswell shirts are great he's He's Dude. wearing all these punk shirts. He's got a I pixie mean, shirt. He's, um, he's got a no effects shirt. He, he's his, he's his got a brace. black flag shirt. 
his brace has a dead Kennedy sticker yes, wrapped I know, around it. Right? And they, it's only on screen for like half a second. You're like, oh, there it is. Exactly. You know? But when you see it, you're like, yeah, uh-huh. Patton. <laughs> or Matt. His character is Matt. His character is Matt, so. yes. <laughs> yes, and we, and we should, uh, we forgot to mention, Mavis, the central character who we've been like, yes you know bitching about for the last 10 minutes is played excellently by charlie's i hope it's uh, i hope you guys knew that because we mentioned she's the star of the movie probably didn't have to like lampshade it quite so bad but yeah it's obvious she plays mavis and this is one of my favorite performances she's ever given i'm not gonna lie i love how good she is in this she got an emmy nomination by the way she got a golden globe oh a golden globe Yes. yes she got a golden globe nomination which is excellent i know that's wonderful dude i think they should i mean like I, it's, it's definitely up there with all, I mean, she's had a, a ton of great performances. She's, she's an always great. Actor. And yeah. Uh, and, but this is right up there. I mean, she, she's like, um, she really digs into this and she, she knows she, she doesn't like Mavis any more than we do. Oh no. But like, oh, she really God. relishes in it and we, she, she yeah. goes all the way. We've talked about how actors like avoid these kind of projects right. sometimes. And like, like Tom Cruise would never do this. Oh, We've no said way. that before. No but, way. But like. Man, someone as good as Charlize takes this on, and she just nails it. Dude. I know. Like, you hate her, man. You, you, you. Maybe you feel sorry for her like a smidge, but really, you despise this woman. Well, and you I don't think, like her. I think that's what she brings to the role. Is that like, yeah, it's a completely unsympathetic, unlikable person who you despise, but. Charlize Theron is able to humanize her. Yeah. And then there's those fleeting moments, like 10% of the movie where you kind of go, oh, you know, because yeah. like she brings that emotional core to it that like even when this person is doing something totally <laughs> detestable, you're, you're, you're not with her, but you're kind of like understanding why she's making these you moves. You know why she's doing these things? And it's because of her mental illness. Yes. It, it makes sense too, because right. like it, you can kind of get yourself into her head and, and right. think that she, you... you like know why she's doing this because she thinks she's doing the right thing, which is insane. Oh my God. And she feels like everyone else around her thinks the same way. Probably I know. Like, she deserves this, you know, cause in high school, everyone kissed her feet <laughs> and worshiped her. Right. Yeah. Like, especially Matt's sister, <laughs> Oh man. dude, which we'll oh get to my God. this devoted <laughs> fan of Mavis. Yeah. Dude. That's yeah. So she's uh, she's something we'll get into, <laughs> but, man, <laughs> but man, she's stuck there. I know. All right, so let's get into more about the actions of the movie. Um, so she heads back to town to try to win her man back. <laughs> God dang it. Every time we say it, it sounds even worse. <laughs> it's because it is. I know. Um, and she's like playing this mixtape you talked about over and over, rewinding back to the same exact song. And she's singing the lyrics all the whole time, too. Oh, yeah. And she's just dry- and she is fully engrossed in singing it, too, like. It's like going, you you know, you you listen to a song and it just like consumes you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's what this song is doing to her. She's like reliving her past through this song. Yeah, because it's it's really the, the intensity with which she's singing along is like, is kind of, is pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, so she gets back to her town. I forget what it's called. Mercury, Mer- Minnesota. Mercury, Minnesota. She lives in Minneapolis. Yeah. The, the Minneapolis. The Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> she, she checks into a hotel and uh, we find out later. She does that instead of going to her parents' house to stay for free. Right. Because, I mean, obviously they don't have a great relationship right now, I'm assuming. But yeah. uh, uh, she stays there and she goes, she calls Buddy and leaves him like a voicemail and is like, hey, I'm in town for some real estate deal. Um, like just pretending like she's some big city hotshot, you know? Right. And uh, she she goes out to a bar and he calls her, calls her back and is like, hey, cool. What's up? Let's uh, meet. You know, let's go out. We'll catch up. And so they go to a 
they set up for the next night they're going to meet up, you know. Right. Catch up. Right. No, nothing else. We'll just catch up. That, that, that's that's what he... That's like, what he's... He's pouring breast milk into bags to put in the fridge yep. while he's on the phone with her. Right. And she's at a bar dressed like some hoe. Jesus, dude. Like... <laughs> so, so, like... Dressed like a hoe. Okay. Maybe not that okay. far. But she's all... She's very dialed up. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. She has spent many... Many minutes looking this good. She did a lot to like make herself yes. up. Yes. Yeah. She looks fabulous. Yeah, she does. <laughs> okay. No, it's all right. So, sorry I called her a hoe. No, but um, <laughs> the point is he's living this humdrum normal life that you would expect him to. And she's living in this other world. Right. And like that's not going to mesh. Okay, you're right about that as far as like, yeah, I, I hadn't considered that even that like, it's not just that he's married and has a child, but but he is not used to like living in like kind of that city life that she has even. Yeah. Um, he would definitely like not cotton to that right away. Right. He's not. And even when they meet, he's like, yeah, this place is, you know, growing. We got like a Kentucky fried chicken now or whatever he says. <laughs> he says there's a Chipotle coming. A Chipotle coming. coming. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, good, exciting. Dude. Oh my God, buddy. Just settle down about the Chipotle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know. But it's a smaller town life, you uh-huh, know, and right. she's got the big city life yeah. and it, they're not the same <laughs> and they they want different things, uh-huh. obviously. Yeah. And she can't see that. <laughs> and, and yeah, because it's it's just because she lives in the past, she doesn't understand that she's that she and Buddy are now 37 years old. Yeah. She believes that they're still like, you know, the oh, same. they're still 18. Yeah. And, and yeah. they're still fabulous and the it couple. Yeah. And. Like, she's had other relationships in the intervening 19 years, as yeah. has he, but, like, she just, something, when when she got that email with the baby announcement, something, like, detonated inside of her. Yeah. That just, like, made her believe that, and, and before she, she left town, she was on it, we see her on a date with this guy mm-hmm. who, like, we see him from the back because we, we don't need to see He's him anymore. He's a nobody, exactly. doesn't matter. He's just some He's NPC. another faceless guy she's gonna go out and do yes yeah. and at one point he says something but he's trying to impress her with like you know and i went with the doctors without borders and she kind of rolls her eyes like oh my god that must have sucked and he's yeah. like, actually no it was very rewarding and she tries to buy it back um and yeah it's obvious that like look if someone tells you they volunteered for doctors without borders and your reaction to it is that must have sucked what kind of person are you and are you that dense <laughs> like <laughs> wow she is so stuck in that like i called her a mean girl yeah she is like that like if it isn't something she believes is cool, right. like it's the worst thing. It's ho- oh, that must be horrible. I know. Like you find out, like uh, Buddy's wife Beth is a drummer in a band, which is freaking awesome. Man. I know, dude. <laughs> and she's like, oh man, that must be horrible. I mean, like, like why would that, you say that? That is the weirdest reaction. Even just to like be she's polite. She's so selfish, man. Yeah, she's so selfish. Even even if you did think that that was a bunch of crap, wouldn't you just like kind of play along? <laughs> you know, like oh well, oh that's cool. Oh, that's all right. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, and then move on to something else. But why? Also, why do you think that's gross? I don't know. Like, what? Why do yeah, you? What's believe- the reason? Right? Why? why? Jesus? Because she's stuck in that adolescent mindset where people just say things because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Right. And Buddy is played by Patrick Wilson. Yes, it, he's he's great in this too. Like, everyone's great in this. They are at, at the performances yeah. from from top to bottom. Yeah, excellent stuff. And I'd yeah. like to say something about Patrick Wilson for a moment. If okay, we could. go ahead. Um, it's a weird thing to say, but Patrick Wilson has made a good living playing handsome but forbidden men. Um, you know, <laughs> it's like, I've now seen four movies okay. where he plays a good looking guy who for one reason or another, it's wrong to pursue him. 
Um, in you have a list? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, in Angels in America, he plays a closeted Mormon guy who's married to Mary Louise Parker and Ben Shankman is after him. In Little Children, he's a stay-at-home dad that Kate Winslet and her friends refer to as the prom king when he comes to the park with his kids. And, like, Kate Winslet is trying uh-huh. to get to him. Um, and then in Hard Candy, there's, of course, other stuff. You yes. Know, with yeah. him and Elliot Page. And in this movie, he's at it again. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know what it is. But he's just, like, this guy that everybody wants but but shouldn't go for. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess he when he moved to the Conjuring films, he moved out of that. That's true. Yeah, yes, yeah. you're right. Now he's like married, you know, securely to Vera Farmiga, and there's nothing you can do about it. Not even a ghost can change it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now they're devoted just to chasing ghosts and each other. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I love that little thing you just said. Like, cool. how the freak? You're so right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, and like, honestly, I like him and I don't love him in everything. Like, he's not bad, but no. I'm never like drawn to like, oh, I got to watch a new Patrick Wilson movie. Well, you know? No, exactly. Yeah. He's not like appointment viewing, I yeah. guess. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, he's always somewhere that you kind of like, okay, there but he he's is always again. good. Yeah. So after this phone call, she's going into a bar called Woody's and that's where she meets Matt played by Patton Oswalt. Yeah. I freaking love Matt. He's awesome. What a great character. Matt is a great character, and Patton is phenomenal as him. Yes. Patton should have also got a Golden Globe nomination. I know. Like, he definitely should have. He's really underrated as an actor, as a dramatic actor. He is. I read one of his books, uh, Silver Screen Fiend. Uh-huh. It was essentially like a diary of what he did when he first came to Hollywood. He was he, he was a stand-up, you know, for the first, like, 10 years he was in uh, L.A. Yeah. And, like, when he was like sometimes bombing on stage and things weren't going very well for him. He continued to, he would go to the new Beverly and just watch movies. And he kept a diary of like for, for years of all the movies he was seeing, he was going to like not just new Beverly, but other like repertory houses. Yeah. And just like taking in all these classic films. He's just such an interesting guy. And he brings so much to this role because he's the moral center of the movie. And, um, he represents the audience and he's always like trying to pull Mavis back. What are you doing? You know, he's like, you're right. He, he says exactly what you're thinking. Right. He's, he's not even holding back. He's like, um, no, I think one of the first, she tells him her plan at the end of this night. (laughs) Right. And he, his response is, um, you should never tell anyone about this and you should see a therapist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which is exactly what she should probably do. (laughs) I mean, it, it would it would yeah. solve it would like enrich the lives of a ton of people and like um, just not not most importantly her but all those who know her like would would like benefit from her yes. seeking and help. Everyone else around her, everyone she talks to, would benefit from this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because what she's Cause talking see, about, she's not honest and she's not a good person. I know, I know, and. Like and and that that's that's one of the movie's strengths, I think. Obviously, is like Diablo Cody really lets you hate her. Like the yes. central character of the movie, like just puts it out there. No, this person is not likable. Yeah, you I know? I particularly really like Diablo Cody as a screenwriter. Oh, she's I, great. I think she everything she writes is something uniquely. It's not something you always see. She right. writes from a perspective you don't always get a film from. And a lot of it is like female perspective in different various situations. I know exactly, and and it's kind of like warts and all a lot of times yeah. too. I mean, it's it's like it just here, here's here's what life really is like, and mm-hmm. you can take or leave it. Yeah, and like she's done, I think three movies with Jason Reitman yes. now, and I, this was the second one. This was the second one. Yeah. Um, 
and and they're a great combo. Like I've seen all those films, and right. they're all great. If right. you ask me. Oh no, it she she's excellent, and and their their collaboration is awesome. Too. Yeah, I hope they keep working together because everyone I've seen, I love it. Yep. Um, but so <laughs> they're kind of no holds barred at each other, though, right? Like from the start. Yeah, like Matt Matt and Mavis. Right. Not Jason Reitman and Diablo. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yes. Matt and Mavis. <laughs> so I'm jumping back to the film. Right. Uh, Matt and Mavis, they, they, cause they, when they run into each other at the bar, like they, there's a little bit of an introduction where she's like, you know, she's just sitting there and Matt notices her and he noticed right away that, that this is Mavis, yeah. who, he, who he was obsessed with in high school. Because she looks exactly the same and nothing has changed. Exactly. Um, and her, her, his locker was right next to hers. And for four years, she never spoke to him because he was, you know, who he was. Right. And now they're adults and she gets increasingly drunk and starts to like, you know, um, yeah. like to get to know him a little more. And they have this this kind of weird friendship throughout the rest of the movie where yeah. like she knows what he's he's going to try to talk her out of her weirdness, her, her insanity. Yeah. But like um, she still comes back to him because he's a great hang and because, uh, you know, she's an alcoholic and he makes bourbon. And that's she, another part. Yeah. And she. She can be herself around him That's in this true. movie. Yes. That and more it's the only person she's like that with. Yes. Um, and, you know, really, I don't think she even realizes that. There's just something inside of her, like, I'm going to call Matt. You yep. know, I'm going to go. Usually it's after something bad has happened. <laughs> <laughs> she never goes to him for, like, advice beforehand. It's always she pulls some stupid stunt and then goes to tell him about yeah, it. Yeah, right. And then he's like, I've t- I told you. I know. <laughs> basically. <laughs> exactly. But what really hurts me, man, like, okay, so Matt's background. She she doesn't really remember him that well, and then eventually she's like, "Oh, you're the hate crime guy. Oh, the hate Why crime. didn't you tell me you're the hate crime guy? I would have remembered you then." Well, fuck you. I know he doesn't have to go around saying, "Remember me, I'm the hate crime guy." It's just like I can't believe. Fuck she, you. She, she says it more than once. The hate crime. She gets guy. so excited when she hears that. Oh my god. <sighs> like like it was just some some. Uh, one-off thing that someone is kind of infamous for in your hometown. Right. It's like, no, that, it's obviously something traumatic happened to this guy. He, and he explains what happened. In high school, a bunch of the jocks took him out back and beat him with a crowbar. Right. Busted his leg to pieces and his dick. Yeah, they hit him in the genitals they with They ruined with the crowbar. his cock. Right. For life. It's, he tells us straight up. He, yep. he can barely even get off himself, yes. let alone with someone else. He says that he has to piss yeah. and come sideways. Oh, my God. You know, um, it's... Yeah, and he's on a crutch. Right. Permanently. He's for just, life. He can't walk normally. And um, yeah, and, and this, and she says the hate crime. And uh, presumably these, these boys that did this to him have, have not had to like suffer any oh uh, right yeah you know there was never a sentence of, of any kind and what really gets me is he says yeah the hate crime guy like they they did this because they thought i was gay right and then you know once once everyone found out i'm not gay uh it just became a fat guy getting his ass kicked which is like you know obviously you know st- something like this happening man is is like tragic and terrible um but the fact that like it when it came out that he wasn't gay then that means that he, I guess, didn't deserve it, which is also really fucking terrible. Yeah, but like you know? people stopped caring about it too. Yeah, exactly. It was just uh, okay. Still, so, big deal. These these guys almost killed him. Yeah, and they just get away with it. Yeah, boys will be boys, I guess. And, and yeah, like man, it's it's. I don't care what age someone is. If people are in high school doing this stuff, or or they're fully grown adults, I mean, somebody has to pay for exactly. This, this is fucked fucked up, right, man. Yeah, like like you said, they have a blossoming friendship from this moment. Right. Like, 
they're they're almost the yin and yang like they are like opposites <laughs> but they come together you know i know and in like <laughs> you, you think that like in in uh in a lesser film they would be like partners in crime you know like like pat like matt would be the one kind of advisor okay now you're gonna go over and do this yeah and you're gonna yeah. get this guy instead <laughs> he's like just the whole time he never wavers he's just like you're fucking nuts lady right stop yeah. this right now like so like the next night she meets up with buddy at like an applebee's or so it's like a knockoff applebee's yes. that they just got yes. in town like <laughs> champions or something champions i know it's like champ exactly it yeah. looks like a buffalo wild wings it does and it, it's got some kind and it's like uh he walks in and she is like dressed to the nines you know up to yes, the minute like, in so like she you know, is out of place here. yes she looks like she's going to the finest nightclub i know like in she's in this couture and yeah and she's in the middle of this you know, like chilies. Like, like the waiter comes over. He's like, "You're gonna want the hot or the the pickle." Like I don't know. He says something. Some like, you want the cheese sticks, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "No, right? Yeah, right." It reminds me of what's his name, Todd from like Office Space, like the guy with oh, all the yeah, flair. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Brian. Brian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's not that extreme. He's right. just a normal guy doing his job exactly. in this movie, yes. and she treats him like an ass. And she's so image conscious while waiting for Buddy to show up that she gets out her phone and we, we get a close up on the screen of her like typing and it's just a bunch of gibberish. So she's yeah, pretend it's like that W-Q'd she's doing something. XY, yeah. w- just random letters. So yeah, so she looks important. Exactly. She's so, doing so the something. other patrons will know that she's like got an important message. She's, she's not just waiting there. Right. The, yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Um, and then when finally Buddy walks in, he's, you know, not dressed like her. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a t-shirt, uh, yes. like an open button up. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's something in this movie that I don't quite like. Okay. Um, and it has to do with Buddy. Okay. I think that the screenplay and the movie is not hard enough on him. Yeah. Um, because he had to know when he called Mavis what Mavis was angry yeah. for. Yeah. And when he walked into the bar and saw the way she was dressed. Yeah. And saw the way she was reacting to him. He needs to, at that moment, moonwalk out of that fucking bar. I agree. You know, I agree to an extent. Okay. I feel like the screenplay is written this way intentionally mm. because we find out later that he didn't even like want to invite her to any of this shit. His wife did because they realized how fucking horrible her life is and she needs help. Which is like, it's it's a great uh, like kind of characterization it, for Beth. Yeah. You know, it, that, yeah. That, that she's that caring about people. Right. Her husband's like hot ex from high school like she's like dude she's got problems right she needs help right we are going to invite her to this even though you don't want to it's just that this initial meeting yeah wasn't wasn't beth's doing right like, no it wasn't yeah that's true you know and i imagine he had to have told beth though like hey she called me we're going because right. they do feel like they have that kind of open relationship they're, 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 a, good, they're a good relationship they, yeah, yeah they, they're a real solid husband and wife relationship yeah and like okay later like they kiss too and, like, and I feel like that's never reconciled. It's not like there are a few th- issues I do have with the movie like that. This is one of them. for right. Sure. I feel like Matt's character doesn't have the proper growth or time to expand. I agree with that, too. Um, yeah. It kind of just is cut off in a lost plot thread. Right. Um, but yeah, like with Buddy, th- there definitely needs to be more there. You th- I feel like did he even tell Beth? Like, yeah, I think she kissed me. I don't think so. You don't because, think that happened? Because like, the they, babysitter saw it. I was it. waiting for him yeah. to say something. Okay. And yeah, the babysitter saw it and it never comes up. I love the babysitter. He's just like, wants nothing. He's like, the baby's out of milk. I want to get the fuck out of here. I know. Come on. Like, I love that guy. He's so pissed at <laughs> he's Buddy. He's so funny. Like, yeah. And he's just looking at him like, I know what you were up to, man. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just like, 
And yeah. Buddy's like, oh, I got it. No problem. Yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, he doesn't go. He The babysitter doesn't run and tell Beth what just happened. Uh-huh. But like, you know, he's just like thinking, you piece of shit. And at the party you know? later, like he's standing over there with the other like bandmates. <laughs> yes. And they're just like, they're just looking at Mavis like, what a fucking bitch. I, exactly, I know. Like, they, they, yeah. they, oh, my God. He, he wants to kill Beth. Yeah. Or he wants to kill Mavis. Yeah. yeah it's right. amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so Matt is at this champions o'malley's right. or whatever champion o'malley's you got it that's the one <laughs> <laughs> great name matt is there as like a manager accountant type yeah. person he does the and, books yeah so he sees them there and he comes over to kind of crash the party yes and it's like <laughs> oh hey mavis he knows what's fucking happening here and he's like oh buddy good to see you um yeah congratulations on the little one what a wonderful permanent commitment to make <laughs> It must be so rewarding, right? Like, just, like, t- telling Mavis, dude, fuck you. Like, this guy is where he wants to be. What a wonderful permanent commitment. That is a great line. Yeah, good lord, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, like, this whole scene is so awkward yeah. with Mavis and Buddy because she's just, she's being a little too touchy yeah. and flirty, and Buddy is not responding in a way she wants him to right he's not like trying to back away but you i it's just you, you like, said he should moonwalk out like yes. he's trying to be polite i think but he's also not like just obviously like i've got to get out of here you know well you can be polite in those moments yeah and, and you because as an adult you know when you're being flirted with mm-hmm. and you can respect the other person's feelings while not like yeah. giving them the the green light to keep doing this. Yeah. And at the end of the evening, like you can even kind of endure it for the rest of the talk. And then at the end of it, well, look, it was great to see you. Yeah. Um, and then like kind of give body language because when they go to the car, um, it's clear she's like kind of leaning in as he's sitting in his driver's seat and yeah. she's getting real close and his face is like, he's got this rictus of cluelessness. Uh-huh, like yeah. just like, buddy, what shade of green are you looking for? Like, like she is giving, I she know. is like she's unmistakably. In. Yes. She's fishing for a kiss. Here. I know. What are you do- like? Like you can see what she's after and you have to like, you know, <laughs> close the door and say, look, uh-huh. I'll see you around and then not call her or don't take her calls when she calls. God. And this is, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like we've, we've went on this tangent for a long time. The performance, it makes you so uncomfortable. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And like, this is just one of those huge moments. You're like, God, just stop trying to kiss this guy, please. <laughs> yes. It's, dude, em- <laughs> em- embarrassment cinema is oh. like really, yeah. like, I-, I love it because it's yeah. it's some it's real life. And-, and that's why we're reacting the way we are. But like, man, is it hard to get through because you are those characters. Yes. And you've been in this situation oh like at, at some, in some capacity in your life. Like, and so she orders like a couple of old jacks. They're like hard ciders yeah. at this place. And he's like, oh, man, I haven't had those since like college. And she's like, yeah, me neither. Uh. <laughs> like, right. I-, I felt like that before. Like, when <laughs> I was like a kid. Like, I remember I moved after fifth grade. <laughs> and like i called one of my old friends from my old school and was like hey like i was talking about legos with them he's like yeah i'm not really into legos anymore oh, and i just felt like an idiot man, he dude. was like really into rush listening to the band <laughs> rush now i was like okay okay <laughs> and i'm talking about the new spirius lego space set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, i felt like Mavis in that moment man <laughs> Man, oh my god dude. Dude. and yeah and like so that the, their evening kind of ends and that's when i i think this was the introduction of sandra because she goes to matt's 
place after the, the yeah the she encounter. goes to hang out with matt and we we meet sandra who That's is matt's like sister. uh you know wow colette wolf is the actress and man she's great like what a, it's a small part of the movie but it's like pivotal and yeah like it's this person who is like a super fan of Mavis, not because of her authorship, but because of who yeah. she was in high school. Yeah. She wanted to be Mavis. Yes. Like one of those girls and she will do anything to have it. She even says she put Rice Krispie treats like in her locker. Um, that is one. And of the, she never even noticed. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. She she made Rice yeah. Krispie treats She's for a classmate with and this. put them in her locker. Oh my. She's like almost like dangerously obsessed with this like she will kill her and keep her hair in a book no doubt about like, it. that that yeah. is the next move yeah that's the next step yes here. <laughs> um and like the the idea of like making baked goods for a classmate in that high doesn't school, even know you i know i mean like it, it, there's just mavis we've been talking about what a psychotic she is i mean obviously <laughs> sandra's got problems too i mean th- this poor lady and she's been just like waiting for for this moment for i guess since high school oh you God. know to, for mavis to show back up she's she's a heavenly creature in training <laughs> yes, right here man she she's know, insane exactly. she's probably got like a claymation <laughs> mario lanza in the back too right dude oh, oh my God. lord um <laughs> yeah so so she goes to matt and they have one of these moments where they talk to each other and kind of understand each other, but also are just like calling each other out yeah, for their bullshit. Right. Cause Matt's got his own kind of bullshit too. I mean, th- like I said, it's a, they needed to go harder into it though. Like, I know cause he's dealing with the trauma of going through this hate crime and yeah. then having to, to be a crippled man the rest of his life walking on a, with a, a cane. And he's never, did, did he say anything about like having seats uh, sought help or like, I don't think he did. Okay. And that's part of it, too, is yeah. that, like, he's never really dealt with the the after effects of what happened to him right. in a real way, in a serious way, therapeutic. Right. Uh, which, I mean, look, look, therapy's not for everybody. I get it. But, like, someone who went through something like this, I mean, obviously, they could only benefit from talking to somebody. Right. So Mavis is there to get drunk because that's how she deals with her feelings. Right. And um, makes Matt drive with her over to buddy's house and they're like looking at the house in the dark <laughs> she wants stakeout she's like fucking like fantasizing she says to matt she says see that window up there i bet he's up there jerking off or something and, <laughs> and matt matt says um or perhaps he's caring for his infant daughter <laughs> This these scenes with with, with Charlize Theron and Patton Oswalt so like, good. are so funny. I mean, like they're, they're just this excellent like comedy team. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, it's more dramatic than they're that. So but, like, good. It's so funny. <laughs> I bet he's up there jerking off right now. I mean, it, what a or he's caring for his daughter. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> oh, good Does, lord! How delusional is she? I know. Man? Like, like oh. I am. I am this awesome. You know, the, the, yeah, the, right. you know, after, after one, not even a date, we just caught up old classmates. He is up there right now fantasizing about like how fabulous it would be for me to be yeah. riding him. I mean, it's just like, right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Matt is grounded in the real world. Completely. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You are crazy. Yeah. Exactly. You need help. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, and she goes to the mall after this and she's trying to get a new dress cause she's got, a, they got, she got invited to go see Beth band play a concert yeah at at like the champions o'malley's that they yeah. were just eating at like in this fucking buffalo wild wings they're playing a concert <laughs> um but that's awesome man you got to play somewhere um but she gets invited to go to this and she thinks it's like an invite to like get in his pants basically 
And so she's trying to find a, a new hot dress at the whatever mall, like the J.C. Penny she's yes. at or something. And while she's there, she goes to the bookstore and they have a table of her Waverly Palace books or yes. whatever the fuck series this she's YA writing. series. Yeah. And they're all on clearance because they're getting these out of here because no one's buying them. <laughs> <laughs> and she wants to autograph them all. And she's being so self-important here. The worker's like, you can't just sign those because then we can't return them. <laughs> oh. Which is like, what an what? author loves to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, you don't want to hear your books are being returned right. to the manufacturer. Of I course mean, not. Because she even says, like, what you, why would you return them? She's like, well, if they're not selling. And then she's just like, she's totally crestfallen. And I love, there, there's like, in a whole movie full of great Charlize Theron, like comedy moments, uh-huh. like this is one of my favorites, is when she... <laughs> Like the the guy's holding the book yeah. and she grabs it from him forcefully and tries to sign it really fast. Yeah, she's like and, tries to scribble in this book. And he's trying to grab it back from her to like not to let her sign it. Not let her write, you know, hey, best wishes. I mean, it's just it to to have someone like um doing a real hostile gesture like that, just yeah. signing a book, it's very funny to oh, me. Oh man. And I just realized too that this invitation to go see uh the band the band. And we forgot to mention Elizabeth, the fabulous Elizabeth Reeser. Oh, as she's Beth. great. She's so this. awesome. Yes. Um, and she's awesome in a lot of things. I remember yeah. Sarah, Sarah in The Believer way back in the day. Excellent. I think that was mm-hmm. her film debut. Oh, um, okay. But uh, when they ended at Champion O'Malley's the other night at the car, he asked her to come over to their house for dinner first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He proffered this. So this this had nothing to do with Beth either. He's twice now, like, except he's both accepted an invitation and made an invitation right. for like to invite Mavis back into his life and yes. come over and, and eat with us. And then we'll go over to champions and see Beth's band. Right. And, and it's not like you're coming over without Beth being there. Right. No, like, it's, it's true. Like he, he knows that like his wife yeah. and child are going to be there, but yeah. he's still like inviting but this. Still, presence. Yeah. And, yeah. and he has to know, he has to look and see, cause he's an adult man. He's uh, of an age where he would know that what, like, listen, yeah, right. this, this is not something that like normal people do. You, you know, yeah. a married man doesn't go out with a single woman and just have drinks and like, you know, you're not yeah. co-workers. You, there, there's no other. You're just former flames. I mean, yeah. obviously, you yeah. know, you, you can't be bringing this into your house. No, I wouldn't do it. No, there's no way. No way. And I wouldn't want my wife to be bringing her ex guy from high school and college back Absolutely into the house. Be like, I don't if he's just passing through town, like, mm. I, even that is just kind of like, okay, maybe we can all go out to get, we can all go to a secondary location to get, but even that's a little question. Yeah, man. D- you can't be doing this Marge Gunderson shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, true. that's true. At least she tells him to stay on that side of the table, you You're know? right. Oh my <laughs> like, God. I just realized it's, it's also in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, geez, Mavis is just Mike Yanagita. That's, that's true. <laughs> and Beth is being nice to her the whole time. Beth is great. And, Mavis is like so intrusive yeah. and inappropriate, like trying to remind him of like how she used to give him blowjobs and things like oh this, like God. insane shit in front of Beth. Like, it's, does she, he still sleep in his boxers? I know. Like, yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. And she, she makes the blowjob comment when it's just the two of oh, them. Oh yeah, that's later. Yeah. Right. But like, yeah, she does make like, I mean, she, she lets Beth know that, look, I've been intimate with your, very intimate with your husband. Yeah. And she you says know? it several times, like, yeah, like implying that yeah i know what it feels like right oh my exactly. god you know and and because we know like what happens later it's like you, you see beth's reaction to it now and you're just kind of like okay well she she's just analyzing she she kind of clocked right away this yeah. lady's a little nuts well we find out she's a special needs teacher and oh she god. deals with emotional intelligence yes she probably from the first minute knows 
that she has this delayed emotional growth. Yes. And she's got issues. <laughs> like I mean, she knows right away. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. We find out later that she knows this and has been trying to help her kind of. But man. And I mean, it's it's very like it's amazing that she feels um, that Mavis deserves sympathy. She's and, an amazing woman. And she's just so great. I mean, she, not she's not Mavis. So, Beth is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Beth is just a really caring person mm-hmm. um, to the point where she would like endanger her her own life you know not her not physical like life, relationship but her and, relationship yeah. yeah um by allowing this person to be around and beth is is what we what we all aspire to as humans really you know God. yeah i'd marry her absolutely yeah, I'd marry yes. her no no sure. doubt about it she plays the drums too oh my Come god on, and, she, and her band it like they specialize in like 90s alternative i mean like they're, <laughs> they're covering teenage fan club presumably dinosaur jr and, uh-huh you know i mean yeah, yeah it's, it's i mean she's a dream woman and yep. like, and you watch Buddy during the concert, like, because they 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 dedicate oh, yeah. their first track to uh to Buddy, you know, and yeah. it's it's that same song from the mixtape, and he is watching up there lovingly. Oh my god! Like w- while they play this song, she's he's starry eyed. Yes, and she's like at her drum kit, just like looking. Oh, at and him she's and, just going. Yeah. like she is having the time. Exactly. Oh. And it's a band with her and other moms from the neighborhood, and they're all just cool ladies who get together and I jam, know, right? You know. If I was Buddy, I'd be like, all right, I cannot wait to get home with my man, wife, exactly. man. I cannot wait yes, to get home. That's right. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Uh, but it ends up that she wants to stay out and party with the band, and he he's too drunk to drive home, so Mavis drives him home. And Bad idea. During the song, it was when she made that comment. Yeah, that's, she's like, remember, this is the first... We were listening to this when I went down on you, and he's like, what? <laughs> right there <laughs> yeah. again. Buddy... How many more yeah. of these do you have to go through before you stop <laughs> and look around you? Like, she just reminded you of a you, time where she blew you. You don't just hang out with your exes and talk about sexual conquests. No, you had. don't. You And if you do, you're going to have sex with this person. And you better not be married. And I you mean, better not have a daughter. And, oh, <sighs> okay, dude. You, you know buddy, what's wrong. Buddy, exactly. you suck Exactly. Right now. Buddy is, a, like, and I just... It's 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 my one beef with the movie. Obviously, is is that like they they because they've cast Patrick Wilson, you know, like Mister Touchdown. <laughs> um, he is like played it off as like this unassuming guy who's just like who's kind of caught in the crosshairs. No man, like he is at fault here. He could stop this at any moment. He could. He could just shut it right down. He's like, not that stupid, and when, he's not that blind. No, and and when she made that that. This is when I blew you comment like they cut over to to uh, Matt over near the kitchen and he sees her like put her head near like kind of nuzzle oh my him. God. And he just has this look of like, oh, my God, you know, and um, she sees him looking at her. too. Right. Like he's right. like, are you really still doing this? <sighs> and she's like, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Just defiantly like keeps pursuing yeah. it. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah. And like uh, Beth you know, says she's going to party with her friends and, and go ahead and like have Mavis drive you home. Cause you're, you know, a little too lit. And so they go home and they, this is when they have that, like they're in the driveway and they're saying their goodbyes and like they're getting, their heads are getting closer. I mean, their faces are almost touching. She's instigating all of this. Of course like, she he, is. He's yeah. ready to go in, but he's not stopping her. Look, do, and whether you're drunk or not, no, nobody, he's can, not that drunk, right? He's not like, falling of down of course he's not i guess he stumbles a little at one point and she grabs him like oh hey oh don't be careful sure, grabbing yes, him and stuff yes but he can stand 
And I mean, he, he's he's not throwing up. Right, yeah. And, and he's just standing there. And it's not just a, a like a, a quick peck or whatever. Like, it's an open it's mouth kiss. It's a real kiss. Yes. It's not a huge, it's not a makeout session like she describes it to Matt later. Uh, no, she, that's true. It's not, it's not tongues flailing and all, but, yeah. but it's definitely like it's an It's a real moment. kiss. Exactly. And it's not like a peck. Oh my God, what have I done? Like, Patrick Wilson is actually into it. I no, think. he because she doesn't force it on him. Like she like, doesn't like pull him in. No, they both go in. They, he they kind of leans in. They're looking at. They're yeah. gazing into each other's eyes, and they and they share a kiss. Yes, like this is, this is unmistakable. And Buddy never is held accountable for that. Did he tell Bethy that this happened? I, I don't know. It, it never. I I, I listened. I feel like for it. Beth is the kind of person who would feel understanding and sympathy for the situation. But she'd probably also be pretty pissed about it. Yes, she would. Like, like are you serious? I know you were drunk. Yeah. But still, come on, man. And I and I trusted you enough to like like have someone else take you home, like a beautiful woman from your past. I think at this point he's probably told she like from their first meeting, she probably said something to uh buddy like, "Hey, she's I think she's got some problems. We should try to like just be friendly with her and yeah. stuff." She might have said something to him about this already. Right. But it's just getting weirder and weirder of course it's escalating yeah um and and your favorite character the babysitter <laughs> this dude rules he's just standing there with he his arms rules. folded like when you see him at the party again later i'm like yeah. yes he's back exactly <laughs> his name is Ritor doyle i don't know what else he's been in but right but he, he really nails this mr role. doyle kills it here. yes exactly <laughs> he's awesome and just like all the rest of the movie, like like uh, Mavis runs over to Matt's place to tell to tell him all about her her you know what she just did and how how triumphant it was. Yeah, they they go out to a bar, yep. right? They they meet up at a bar and they're talking all about this shit. And she's delusional as always, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, it was a passionate makeout session. <laughs> like he obviously loves me still." Yeah, like, what? <laughs> and and Matt the whole time's like, no. Nope. It probably wasn't. No. <laughs> he knows exactly what it was. And, it was a drunken snog is, is all it was, you know? And at, at, at this meeting at this bar be, between the two of them, you meet another guy named Mike. Mike Marin or something. Moran. He's a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. And Matt immediately is like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. And you think, <laughs> oh, why? Is this guy like an asshole or something? Right. And it turns out it's Mavis's cousin also. Yeah. And he comes over in his wheelchair and he's like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Isn't life great? Like, we can do anything that normal people can, can't we, Matt? <laughs> and like, <laughs> Matt hates this guy because he's he was the popular cripple is uh, what yeah, he calls him. The popular cripple, <laughs> he calls him Jesus. Yes. So he's resentful of this guy who had a horrible accident. Right. Can't walk anymore. He's worse off than Matt. Right. And has this huge positive outlook on life. He's rock climbing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he's so muscular. He's good looking. He's happy. Right. Everybody loves him. He's just jealous of this guy. That's why he hates him. It's it's so <laughs> like, and and it, it's kind of like the big reveal for Matt in that way, because it's yeah. like, he, he's been kind of the voice of reason throughout this thing. And now you see he's got some weird hangups of his own. Right. That, like he's. He, the, the, this dude who is, like you said, way worse off than him has a great positive attitude about life mm-hmm. and is like, um, yeah, rock climbing and shooting pool and out on a Friday night. Yeah. And like Matt is just in his house yeah. with his sister all, all hours of the day. I mean, wow. Uh, yeah. And yeah. this is what they needed to explore more. Yeah. This is what I say. Oh, Matt's character yeah. just gets dropped. I mean, his his inner life could have been more fleshed out. Yeah. Um. I and I think, but I, the only thing I can say to that is that it's it'd be like kind of a balancing act because I think that like 
Mavis's inner turmoil is really why it's kind of what's the yeah, propulsive it, element of the story. It's the main thing. I mean, but you can have a B plot. Yeah, like, you can. That is yeah. fully explored. Uh, because I mean, he's such an integral part of the of her quote unquote growth <laughs> that it may or may not happen. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, they could have explored him a little more. Right. Like, do another. The movie's about ninety minutes long. They could have did another five to ten minutes, kind of developing and resolving him. That's true. You're right. I, I feel like it would have been excellent. I know there's deleted scenes and crap from the movie, and yeah. maybe they cut things out of the script. But man, I feel like it would have been even better if they had that stuff in here. In his last moments, um, you're wanting more. You're, you're expecting they're going to do something more with Matt, but he's just gone when he's gone. Yeah. And you're you're kind of like left with, oh, man, well, we, we left something hanging there. Every time I watch the movie, it's just I feel it. Right. They, they drop the plot thread. Right. For sure. Um, and they they both bond here further because they both hate this guy. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. May, oh, and one of the worst things Mavis has actually ever said. Okay. She says, yeah, he ruined my sweet 16, referring to his car accident or whatever. <sighs> Man, Mavis. What the fuck? The, the, the fact that you remember your sweet 16 at this many years later yeah. is one thing. The, that you hold it against him, that he was in a terrible accident and like took a <laughs> moment away from you. I mean, it's just, it's outrageous, you know? Yeah. So, so they both hate this guy. Yeah. Now they're better friends for it. <laughs> yes, Their friendship exactly. has evolved into like, now they're actually kind of friends right, now. Right. Like before they were just kind of talking to each other and yeah. like hanging out a little, but like at this moment they bond. Yeah. They were frenemies before, but yeah. now, now they're actually like have a, there's a shared <laughs> relationship. Right. Yeah. So now we meet Mavis's parents, they, uh, his mom, her mom sees her walking down the street and is like, Hey, uh, why aren't you, why don't you call or anything yeah. like that? And it's obvious she doesn't want anything to do with them. Um, and it's because she sucks. Basically <laughs> yes. her parents seem perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> now the, her parents have some issues like they, 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 yeah. Mavis has an ex-husband named Alan who yes. it didn't work out with. And when she's walking down the halls of their house, they still have the the framed yeah. wedding picture of yeah. Alan and Mavis. And like, that is a little much. Their explanation, she says something about it. Can you take that down? No. And they're like, well, it was a good moment. Like the wedding was good. The marriage wasn't. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, lady. Okay. And, and then the dad's like, I really liked Alan. He was a nice yeah. guy. Oh, fuck you, dad. He, he right. didn't make me happy. You know? Right. Exactly. And she even says at one point, like perfectly like open and maybe even asking for help, a cry for help saying, I think I'm an alcoholic. Yes. And they're like, Oh, don't be silly. Oh dude. And, and really, ha- I if know your, your child says, I think I'm an alcoholic <sighs> and you they- have to say something better than, Oh no, you're not right. And, what? and they know about her, her compulsive hair pulling. Yeah. And they, they just kind of like jokingly refer to it. I mean, that's a, that's a really twisted thing to do. Yeah. And it, it actually gives me the all over shivers when they have the close up of her, like there's that bloody area in her head yeah. where she's pulled out the hairs and uh-huh. it's just, ooh, man, yeah, it gives yeah. me. And there's a pile of just oh, hair laying there. It's really hard to watch. Yeah. It sucks, man. And how has no one ever said anything to her or tried to get her help or I know. until Matt just flat out the first thing he thinks of is, yeah, you need help. Well, there's a moment. Er- I know exactly, and and there's a moment early in the movie before she even goes down to Mercury, where she's sitting in a cafe with a friend of hers, played by uh, Hetian Park, and like yeah. um, Hetian never really says anything throughout the conversation. She just kind of agrees with everything Mavis says, just like a big city, you know, uh, associate, yeah. like a, you yeah. know, contemporary, and. 
like it, it, I guess we're led to believe that, that these people that, that surround are, are around her in this air arena are like have the same problems as her. So maybe they don't notice like the, how troubled she is. Maybe. Um, and it, it took for her to go back to her hometown in kind of a, a cloistered atmosphere and meet somebody who wasn't part of that scene. In this case, Matt, who would really kind of hold up a mirror and let her know, hey, right. you, need, you got some stuff you got to work on. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, and even our friend there in the city before the movie gets going, uh-huh. it's kind of like listening to her complain about how this is a fuck you to the face that she's having this baby with her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's kind of like, yeah, they, they suck. I know. Like, she right, just exactly. like agrees yeah, with yes, her, but is like yeah. just saying it. So there's no confrontation That's and true. she can get the fuck out of there. She's kind of being polite. Yeah, You're yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she goes to the woods with Matt at this point, I think. Yeah. And. Behind the football field. Behind the football field. She just had the meeting with her parents and she's stressed out again. She's got to get drunk and all this. And she calls Matt because they're fucking drinking buddies. Yep. And they go to the woods behind the high school where she's like, oh, man, everyone used to come back here and hump like crazy and stuff. And <laughs> yes. It's probably the spot where Matt got his ass beat. Yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, or be, close yeah. to, I right, imagine. Right. But it's secluded. Yeah. She's like... um. They get into it with each other here and, like, fight. Right. Like, for real. Like, being cruel to each other. Yes. He kind of says what he's been saying all along, but in a in a more stern way. Right. You know, like, just telling her how wrong she is to pursue this relationship. Yeah. And then she tells him that, like, you're... You're relying on this, like that brace of yours is just a crutch. You yeah. know, you're just, you're just like dwelling on this forever. And uh, she, says, she says, stop dwelling in the past or yes, something like yes. that. Yes. It, it, man, I mean, <laughs> it, the, the, the absolute gall. And like, and she uh, says something about like, you know, you're letting a, like a little, uh, a little fracas or something like that. A you know, scuffle. A scuffle. Yes. Uh, ruin your, and he just like, he's outraged at this and he goes on it's Patton Oswalt's like kind of best acting moment of the movie yes. where he explains in detail what happened to him and yeah. the effect it's had on his life uh the 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 physical uh problems he still deals with because of it and like it's it's really devastating and yeah. um it's like it's, it's a great dramatic moment in the film and it has almost no effect on her right Mavis isn't moved because she says that like stop living in the past which is what she's doing. I mean, it's and, it's her whole life. And Matt says to her, like, really? Yeah. Like, he, he says, like, that's what you're doing, basically. And I love it. He's like, um, nice job using my crutch as a metaphor. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, calling her out. Like, yes. <laughs> it's yes. really funny. <laughs> um, there's actually a really funny mo- moment before this, because she goes over to his house and is like, Let's get drunk in the woods or whatever. Like, grab your Star Wars juice. Yeah. <laughs> he named it, like, <laughs> the right. Moss Eisley it's Eight-Year a, or exactly, something. Exactly, yes. <laughs> and it's not it's not appropriate, but she says, can you walk any slower? Oh, man. And it, I can't. I laugh so hard at this, honestly. <laughs> because, of, like, how mean that actually is. Yeah. And she actually said it. I was like, oh, my God. I, I can't believe she said that to him. But they also have that relationship where they are completely, honestly, like just going at each other that it's not even a, it, it probably doesn't even affect him. I mean, in three or four days, they, they, yeah. they've kind of like had this friendship that has like now felt like years. You yeah. Know? Right. They, they're just they're so honest. You, with each You other. don't get this honesty right away. Right. No one ever does. Right. It's very rare. And it is. So when she says that to him, I just bust out laughing. Like, I just can't believe this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so funny. I think he looks at her like, what? I know. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a terrible thing to say, but because she delivers it so hilariously, yeah. you can't help but laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So this is like the falling out of the movie. Right. And it, it, then we, we, she gets a call from Buddy. Yeah. And Buddy invites her to the baby's naming ceremony. It's like some kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, hippie uh, ritual that yeah. they're going to do. And non-religious thing. And it's at the house and it's going to be a bunch of people there uh, around him. And she yeah. thinks that this is it. This is this is going to be the, the, the time right, where she they really kissed. makes her move. They already, they already kissed. kissed. Now, now the, the deal is sealed. She yes. Thinks. And there's a montage of her getting ready for the party. Oh, my God. Um, she's yeah. getting, you know, like a manicure, pedicure. Um, like she she puts on her, her deepest rouge. Yeah. Um, uh, she she gets like the, the a really nice shade of red on her lips. Mm-hmm. And um. And she's got like her hair tied back really nice. And she's in a, a really excellent looking frock. And uh, yeah, it's very tasteful. Abs- yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's not, not like that low cut no, dress that she was the, wearing the at O'Malley's. Dolce or and Gabbana thing yeah. that she had before. <laughs> yeah, this is like she looks really good. And, and she just looks like, you know, really put together. Yeah. And um, she goes to the house and she's going to just make her move. And she does. She goes right up to Buddy and says, can we talk somewhere? And she's being really flirtatious. And I love that Buddy's mom is onto oh her God. from the stand. Yes. <laughs> she just like is looking at her like, oh, my God. She runs know. in. She she walks in. There's a ton of people there. There must be 50 people here, yeah. right? And she's looking. She's like walking through, and she's noticing people. She sees Jan, and she's like, "Oh, Jan, hey!" Like, and Jan <laughs> looks at Jan's face is like, "Fuck no!" I know. Like immediately, <laughs> I love it. She's like, "What is she doing yes, here?" Yes. <laughs> Uh, and and Jan's right. Um, here comes trouble. <laughs> yes. is what she's thinking. <laughs> right. So Mavis takes Buddy into like the 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 baby's crib room. Uh, I guess that'd be a bedroom. Yeah, that's yeah a, the that's, baby's room. Exactly. That's something a childless man just said. Sorry, yes. everybody. Um, but uh, there we're. I'm sitting- <laughs> oh, sorry, Dave. That's- <laughs> yes. Uh, now it's funny that you explained it. <laughs> But yeah, she takes him in there to talk. Right. Can we talk somewhere privately? Oh my god! And she just like fumbles and tries to kiss him big time oh and, my god and he physically pushes her away and she's like saying like I, I know you're feeling exactly what i'm feeling yeah he's like mavis what are you doing right he does i'm a married man and her response is i know and we can beat this together we can beat this like together. it's some obstacle to overcome yeah. yeah i know i know she is still like just totally obtuse yeah yeah it's oh my god it's really something and this and what comes next is the, one of the most angry at, at Buddy because he takes a really high handed moral stance against Mavis in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no way, man, you got some fucking balls standing there acting like, you know, that she's total like, but yeah, she's in the wrong, obviously. Yeah. But you like <sighs> we find out later that, that, of course, the reason he invited Mavis over to the party was because of it was Beth's doing. Yeah. You know? Beth said, we feel sorry for her. Right. We, 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 she needs help. In that moment, maybe you could have like sat down with Beth and said, look, um, when, um, you know, when you, when you sent me home with, with Mavis that night, uh, I kissed her in the, in the driveway and now she's got, she's like thinking thoughts and she's catching feelings again. And I don't know what to do about this. And, you know, I just want to be honest with you and and tell you that, and that's clearly not what he did, you know, maybe not. Um, I don't know. Beth is so cool that she would probably want to help this person. still. She still would want to help. (laughs) Of course, because she's just that awesome of a person, but like. I, I just, and look, I'm reading a lot of things into it. That, I, I, that, I like know. to think what you're thinking though. Like, okay. He probably didn't say anything. Yeah. Though, Cause yeah. he's, he's just as 
idiot man. I know he he is really just not too swift, maybe, no. and maybe that's it. No. Um, and and he just doesn't understand, like you know, the, the ramifications of of what he what he allowed himself to do. Right. Earlier. And I do like this when he pushes her away and she says all this garbage in the right. in the baby crib room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says, "You're better than this." Oh wow! And he says, yeah. "I have to go, and I think you should leave." Yeah. Which finally, yeah. finally, you said yeah, something that absolutely. you should have been saying a long time ago. He should have taken this stand with her, yeah, a long time ago. You know, um, like when she made the blowjob comment at, oh my the, God. at the concert. He, he yeah, could, at that moment, it's either bye or yeah. let's do that again. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he needed to do. Yes. So now we get the I called it the psycho breakdown. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> They all go outside because Buddy's going to have a big surprise for Beth. <laughs> so Buddy is gone. He, we don't know where he is. Right. He's gone to the garage because he has a drum set he's going to surprise Beth with. Right. Um. So Jan, his mom, gets everyone to go outside for the big reveal. And uh, they all go out there. Mavis has been chugging down alcohol at this moment. Yep. Just anything at the bar. And she goes outside and she's being super passive aggressive with Beth. Like, can I get a real drink around here? Just all this shit like that. And she like goes to get her like a pitcher of some mixed drink that they're passing around the party. Right. Some spiked tea or it's something. Jungle juice. Yeah, some jungle juice for sure. <laughs> that stuff was so good. Yeah. I, I remember having that at parties all the time. Just a tub of stuff yes. mixed in. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, she turns and it's it's the typical high school thing where, you know, they spill the drink on someone uh-huh. and the popular girl gets so mad at that person who spilled something on me. <laughs> and this plays out in Beth's front yard at her baby's naming thing. Uh-huh. And she just acts like she's the important thing here. Mavis does. Yeah. I can't believe you spilled this on me, you bitch. Yeah. Like, look what you did. Get me a towel. You've got tons of those laying around. Like just saying all this horrible stuff to her, and then she dares her it, to con- to like fight back. Yeah, you know why don't you do you know like uh, essentially saying, look, I'm I'm trying to get your man, and you're not doing anything about it. You know. Oh my god, um, dude. and she feels like she's in the right, right? Like in her mind, she's not doing anything wrong. She was something has been wronged on her. Yep, she humiliated me. And she's really vicious to Beth yeah. about all this stuff. And and Beth in front of everyone. St- yeah, exactly. The whole the whole gathering is is like hearing all this. And Beth shows such admirable restraint, you know. Yeah. Because she clearly just oh, would yeah. love to just like you know, I would shove a drumstick right down I, her throat, I, yeah, exactly, man. If dude. I was Beth. She wants to absolutely dude. like, you know, start housing this lady. And <laughs> like it just does she but she has she's an adult. And she yeah. even in this moment, she recognizes kind of like the cry for help that this is. Um, even though it's all directed at her and she would be it, totally in the right to react in a, in a bad way. Um, she likes to help people. Right. You know, and the garage door opens oh during all God. this and Patrick Wilson's doing a drum roll. I mean, it's Big just reveal. Oh, surprise, buddy. You're always yeah. about six time zones <laughs> behind where you need to be. And <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> uh, yes. And then, yeah. like the the band's name is on the 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 bass. It's what? nipple confusion. I okay. think. It's, yeah, you know? <laughs> nipple confusion. Yeah. Yes. And it's this sorry little Ringo drum that he bought for her, and he's like, you know, acting like, hey, look at this, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's awesome. It's a great. He, it's he cool. Got, oh. Yeah. If I was if I was Beth, I'd be like, fuck, man, I love this guy. Okay. This is yeah. the greatest. That's fair. He's yeah. an idiot, 
but I love him. <laughs> but he's my idiot. Yeah, you know? he's sure. mine. <laughs> Not Mavis. So he comes out and is kind of like, uh, what's going on? And this is where we find out, you know, it wasn't it wasn't my idea to invite you as Beth. And, right. And she feels sorry for you. And we all do. And it's obvious you need help. And uh, she just runs off after this. Kind of right. like, well, fuck you guys. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. It's, it's not like a realization know, no, or anything. No, it's it, and there's no maybe there's a no little further honesty. It's maybe just, a I'm tiny gone. bit. I think you do get a tiny bit of that in the scene, but it's for like a split second. Right. And I think that's the amazingness of the performance that Charlize Theron gives in this. Right. She's that good. The nuance is oh, perfect. Man, I mean, she yeah, she is like like every every possible emotion that that is called for in this like whirlwind of the character is like just expertly summoned by by every part of her performance yeah and we didn't mention it but in this scene it's revealed that she and buddy were, were gonna have a baby when they were like 20 years old yep. and she miscarried right that has to be a reason she's hung up on this guy that's a and it big has deal, to be yes. a huge reason why she's the way she is because if it was just that they were like together in high school and then the the, the pregnancy hadn't happened i mean maybe she wouldn't have gone this far this right you know and the the fact that he's having a baby with another woman now. Yeah. Like, of course that hurts her. Of course. But you can't do this. You can't be like this. And I, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know, she's totally in the wrong with this. And I hope that Buddy explained about the miscarriage to Beth, too. You know, that that, that was like when he was trying to like uh, explain, you know, yeah. why why the relationship with, with Mavis. I hope he, he like included. Yeah, I that, hope Be you know. Beth was aware of that. Yeah. But yeah, she runs off. And she goes to fucking Matt's house again or something. Yeah, she does. She goes to Matt's. This, she, this is the this is the biggest scene in the movie. She goes to Matt's house to console, to get to get consolation. Yep. And um, she walks in and she looks like a wreck. Um, she's still got the, the, the wine stain and everything, you know, all over her. Her, her blouse know. is just completely yep. stained with this purple drink. And, right. Yeah. Um, and she's, you makeup, know, like. Just makeup smeared. Crying, exactly. She's been yeah. crying for hours, yeah. presumably. And you're sitting there, like throughout the whole movie, you're you're, you're wondering how they're going to come to this moment, you yeah. know? And is the moment going to happen, or right. is it going to remain like just that they're like this? We call them, I called them a comedy team earlier, you know? Yeah. Is it ever going to get to this point that it gets to? Right. And Are Laurel and Hardy going to get DTF? Exactly. You know? you know, because you know, like, um, there there was there was uh, like tension between those two guys too, yeah, but they right? just because yeah. of the code we could never have it. Here we get to like you know that actually... would have been something, Dave. <laughs> Who's on first? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, at one point during uh, like Laurel and Hardy are like in a bed together, like yeah. sl like sleeping, and and they, they say, of course, you know, uh, good night, Stan, good night, Ollie. Yeah, but they they even like talk about. Um, uh, she he says, well, you know, she thinks uh, you, you're more. I, I spend more time with you than, or you're more important to me than than she is. And he goes, well, I am, aren't I? Yeah. And it's like, oh, exactly, man. exactly. Come you know, on, dude, dude. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. Back to the scene. Yes. Um, she is uh like, you know, obviously like in a very vulnerable position right here. Yeah. And and she needs to feel loved, and that's how she explains it. And she just disrobes in front of him. Yeah. And, you know, because she says she wants a new shirt because, you know, it's like... The, hers is ruined. Hers is ruined. Yeah. And she points to his and says, I want the one you're wearing. Yeah. And so he takes his shirt off. Yeah. And he's now standing there without his brace and, like, they em they now embrace. Yeah. And one thing leads to another and they end up, like, crashing onto the bed together. Yeah. 
And it's implied they had sex because yes. they're laying there right. uh, afterwards talking. Right. I love the fact that she asks for his shirt because she needs the security of that. Yeah. From someone else, not just from your dresser drawer. This is your shirt. I need you. That's is what she's saying here. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, man. It's wonderful. That's pretty deep. It's yeah. wonderful. Very well written scene. Right. It's kind of the climax of the film. And at one point, like before they get to what, what before they, they have sex, um, like I can't remember exactly how the, the, what leads to him saying this, but something about like, uh, she says something about like, no one loves me. And he says, yeah, guys like me were born loving girls like you. Yeah. You know, wonderful. Well, awesome. The high school losers loving the popular girl. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a time on as old as time. Yes. And <laughs> He asked her this. I think this is after they have sex. He says, why, buddy? Yeah. And she says, he knew me when I was at my best. And then Matt says, you weren't at your best. Right. Of course you weren't. Of course. He's like, when this happened to me, I was at my best. Mm. Like now he's not. Yeah. Like those guys that beat him in the scuffle, she called it. Right. They took everything from him. Yep. Yep. So. She was never at her best. She's always been at her worst. I mean, because it's just been one traumatic, like, event after another. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the the, the miscarriage she had uh, was a big turning point for her. And she's never gotten over it. She's never dealt with it. And because she's just buried herself in her work, um, obviously it's, it's... And her work is not very satisfying for her. You know, no. That, that's a big part of it. At this point, she wakes up in the morning... <laughs> and uh sandra's there matt's sister and this is this is what we alluded to this a little earlier like, sandra is a pivotal character <laughs> because now we're like all right so they, they've had this very open honest discussion and they've analyzed their feelings and they're making progress right right, right. so she gets up in the morning she was kind of rude to sandra earlier in the film and now she gets up and they're in the kitchen together and she offers her coffee. She's like, son, you want some coffee? And they sit down and they talk and Mavis is being very open and vulnerable here, actually, which yeah. is uncharacteristic of her right. at this point in the film. She's like fully had her character arc in the story. She's had the moment. arc. Yes. It's happened. Yes. <laughs> and this is the closure we're supposed to get, right? right? So she's trying to talk to Sandra about it and we find out Sandra's kind of trapped in high school, too. Ooh. Is she ever? Yeah. Because she starts being a yes man. You know, she's saying agreeing with everything that Mavis is saying that keeps her reverted into high school. Not growing, but keeping her back in this cage. <laughs> she validates all the bad things that like Mavis. Yeah. That makes up the Mavis that we knew. Mavis is like, do you know Beth? What? Beth Slade? Whatever. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I know her, but... You're way prettier than her. Things like that. Uh, oh my God. Just uh, reinforcing these horrible ideas. And this character arc <laughs> that we thought we had is just like Diablo Cody just like, like just comes in with a wrecking ball and it's just she like. She pulls this rug out <laughs> and dude, you hit your head on the way down. I have never seen this before in a movie. Me neither. I actually forgot this happened in okay, the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, re I remember the movie ending with like a good resolution. <laughs> right. But it had been years since I'd seen this and yeah. I was like. Oh shit, that's right. Nothing happens. It's like it, it just what we thought <laughs> the oh. ending we thought we were getting is like completely upended by this character who comes in like full on Deus Ex Machina, Dude. you know, and just like, no, 
everything that you thought about yourself is true. You're better than this town. You're, You're the so best. Pretty. This town sucks. Sandra even says about the people living in this town, it doesn't matter what happens to them. They might as well fucking die. They're all fat and dumb. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I mean, oh, <laughs> Jesus. And lady. Mavis says, you know what? You're right. Uh, and everything we just saw transpire was for nothing. And Matt <laughs> is out of the movie. You don't see Matt anymore either. Like, cause, cause you know, like uh, when they woke up in the morning, like Matt was still asleep. Uh, Mavis gets out of bed and is wearing his, you know, like presumably more of his clothes yeah. goes, and goes into the kitchen and we don't see Matt again. You know what? Maybe that's why they drop Matt's thread here. Right. Because nope. Doesn't even fucking matter. Exactly. She's and they gonna, just cut. No, nope. they cut us off at the heels right here. Like she we're done. Not, her and Matt are not together. <laughs> you know, they, they had a one night stand and like, which she, is fine. Sure. I don't need them to have a relationship. Yeah. But I wanted more closure for Matt's story. But you think at least they're going to be like lifelong friends. Yeah. And we don't yeah. get that. Yeah. You know, um, earlier in the movie, we've talked briefly about this like narration that's happening. It's right. her writing the new novel she's working on. Yeah. And at one point, I think it's after she has the big falling out with Matt in the woods, she says in her voiceover, sometimes in order to heal, a few people have to get hurt. Oh, man. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens here. Jeez. That's a really scary way to think. Yeah. You know, that like my my needs are so important that that it doesn't matter if it ruins the lives of other people. Right. And that's what happened at this naming party. Yeah. Like, fuck all these people. I'm ruining their lives. Right. Just to make my life better. And this, and then it also, then it doesn't get better. I know. Exactly. She throws then, it away. She still doesn't get it. Right. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she almost gets it, uh, it's, she doesn't because uh. there's someone else who's going to like tell her that she's right. You Sandra. Know? She's like, I'm going back to the city and Sandra's like, take me with you. <laughs> yes. And she says, no, Sandra, I think you're good here. Oh man. And the Sandra's face just drops like, fuck. I am one of these fat, horrible people. <laughs> This that this is so bleak. Yes, it is. I didn't realize how bad it was. I know, and like, <laughs> I mean, that that Mavis would. Uh, I mean, th- this person has told oh, you that you actually were right all along. Girl, central. I mean, man. And, and now you're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, but I don't need this person, you know. Oh. And <sighs> even if you weren't with me, that's not where you belong. That's true. Yeah. Stay in your place. Yes. Oh yes. my God. You don't belong in the Minneapolis like myself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my God. Whew. Holy shit. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So yeah. she, now she, she goes back to where her dog is, by the way. Yeah. We forgot the to hotel. mention the Pomeranian Dolce. Yeah. This poor dog. Uh, <laughs> I guess this dog has been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you know, she hasn't been like taking him for walks like she's supposed to. And, you know, and when she, cause when she first comes back, even after the, the uh, I think before that she goes to Matt's after the the party thing. She does go into and visit 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 the dog. Yeah. she's I'm so sorry, and she's like you know he's like probably been there him. a couple days. Yeah, I and, imagine because she put down pads for him, but you know it's, right. it's still pretty neglectful. Um, yeah, and I love the moment where she goes down to check out of the hotel. Yes, and uh, <laughs> man, you know what? Yeah. Hampton, I, I've I've gone through this at Hampton Inn. And all of the other Hilton properties, they yeah. make it known that the snacks you see are for diamond level members only. Yeah. Now, 
I one time was a diamond level member because I was traveling a lot for work. Yeah. I think you're about to get there now because I, of your I'm job. gold right now. Oh, are you? Okay. I'm only gold. Well, wonderful, dude. Get I get ready. one bottle of water and a Snickers bar. Well, think. get ready for a donut. Dude. Oh, you know, and, hell and yeah. get ready to feel good and be like a, a platinum level citizen while all the other, you know, plebs come in and don't so get to eat I those I can donuts. grab one of those stale donuts off the counter. Dude, those are yeah. yours. You know, Fucking a. everybody's got to stand there and stare at you eating them, you know? <laughs> And the great part is that, like, you know, Mavis, in her selfishness, like, upends the whole, like, uh, oh, yeah. you know, platinum level whatever, yeah. and just takes the donut, you know, platinum, right in front of fuck her. fuck you, I'm champagne. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so she just grabs that fucking donut and leaves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah, yep. and that's... It. Yeah, that she is drives it. back to the big city. Right. She's going to go back to the big city, co- presumably continue to write YA novels un- yeah. under like, you know, maybe a new series or maybe she'll do something else. But like she is not going to the lessons that she learned after the party yeah. are they're not going to stick. She's going to continue to be selfish. Hopefully they helped her in some way and she can grow. But yeah, at this point, she really hasn't. She'll at she least really have hasn't. those memories of like she did knowing, have, you know, she had a she had a little a little like bud growing yeah. in the field. That was a little bit of hope for her. And she just kind of like poured Brondo on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like she totally killed it. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Fuck. Sandra came in with a gallon of Brondo and dumped it on her. Because <laughs> it's what plants crave, Dave. Sandra really is like one of Camacho's cabinet, you know? <laughs> yeah oh man dude um but that's it yes uh okay anything else dave uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, i have one thing that's not really related to the movie okay but like um right. you know how throughout we were talking about how mavis is always you know writing her her latest novel um yeah. throughout the, the you have the narration but you also see her writing on a like a 2011 laptop yeah and the the technology like the first macbook ever made yes and <laughs> and the technology of the keyboards that are on laptops hasn't really changed all that much in the intervening years mm-hmm. and it's one thing that i've come to realize that i don't like is typing <laughs> on these laptops on the because, laptops yeah like i had an infrared keyboard that i, that I had where you just plug the dongle into your and it's like got uh-huh. like a, our, you know, battery yeah. powered and the the battery went dead on it, so I had to like do like a, an analog keyboard and plug that into my work computer. Uh-huh. And like all of a sudden, I started to realize that I had like these spring loaded keys that I hadn't touched in years. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing! This what what a great sensation this is! And I realized I hate <laughs> typing on laptops. I'd rather have like an analog keyboard yeah. that actually makes me feel like I'm getting something done. Right? Yeah, me too. I yes. hate the laptop keyboard so much. It's it's you know terrible. And this laptop had a disk drive, which was something you never see Man, anymore. Yeah. That yeah. took me back. Jeez, yeah. they imagine putting a disc in something. Can you imagine, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? I do it all the time because I'm an old, but like <laughs> yes. on a laptop, you never. That's no. an ancient relic right I know. there. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> people don't even like rip movies anymore. They just, you know, like uh, they, they film them on their phone God, while remember, streaming. You I know? remember like b- burning new CDs. Like, yeah. But, oh, I got the new Dropkick Murphy CD. Oh, can I burn that? Oh, yeah. my God. Can oh, I man, burn it that? was a time. Yes, Talk about mixtapes. <laughs> Yes. It was the evolution of the mixtape. Uh-huh. You could make a burned CD with any song you want. And you know, like the, <laughs> the, the romantic overture of the mixtape was kind of like, it, it, it wasn't ruined by CDs, but I, I feel like it was less of an effort. You know, it, take, it took a lot less work. Right. A lot less work. And now kids just trade playlists and there's no effort whatsoever. Yeah. Wow. I, now I'm now I'm 200 years old. So 
<laughs> I get out of here then. Dave, we're living in the past. We are. I we're know. We're living in I the know. We need some Man, growth. I, I just spent over almost two hours, you know, like ripping on Mavis <laughs> for living in the past. But of course, I do the exact same goddamn thing. Yeah, me too. All right, Dave. So would you recommend the movie? Yes, I would wholeheartedly <laughs> recommend the movie. Everybody should see Young Adult. Yeah, I agree. I love it. I think it's my favorite Diablo Cody script. Mm. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a great movie. Everybody should watch this movie. Right. Um, and that wraps it up. So if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And you can also go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and we're on Facebook, X, and Instagram. <laughs> uh, look for Dudes on Movies. And our email right. address is dudesonmovies.com. So, so I looked at my phone the other day. I'm like, what is X? <laughs> I had an X app. I'm like, did I download like some porn app or something? You did not, sir. And then I realized, oh yeah, that's Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> this is just Elon Musk's website now. So here we go. Yeah. So I don't know if it's on my phone or if I deleted it yet. I don't know. It's, <laughs> but I have X there. <sighs> all right. Well, anyway, I'm all I'm all flustered now. I know, Dave. What's the question of the week? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, the question of the week. Uh, what are your favorite movies about immature protagonists? Yes. Give us your answer. Call into the voicemail, 628-400-DUDE. That's 628-400-3833. And stay tuned next week when we do 1996's Secrets and Lies, directed by Mike Lee, starring Marianne Jean-Baptiste and Brenda Blethyn. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>